And I'm here along with my co-host. Oh, I even forgot to say my own name. It's the last one. Okay. Take two. Welcome to Casual FC, a World Cup preview podcast. It's the last one. There's been been so many. I'm your host, Mario Salazar, with the best podcast host, World Cup, regular season, whatever. This is our third episode of the week, (laughs) y'all. It's crazy. Best co-host ever, Angela Morales. Hello, hello. We did it. We made it. We're almost at the finish line of the World Cup. We're almost back to resetting our sleep schedules. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go for sleep. Yes. Let's Uh, go. All right. So this is our final episode looking at the World Cup final and third place match. So let's let's recap and let's talk the semis. And holy moly, did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) What a last. The last couple of days have just been a lot when it comes to soccer. <laughs> I don't think many people have been predicting this. I, I So I mentioned the last one we were doing this kind of quarterfinal through finals right. bracket challenge. There's only two people left. Whoa. And one person actually got a lot of them correct. The other person got most of them correct. And it's going to come down to this final match. They each have a separate pick for the final so one of them will win (laughs) that's wild if if the second place person wins they will jump right the first place on points Uh, yeah basically whoever get whoever's gonna win gets the 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 win in in our little tournament bracket which is crazy that and that's out of like 40 people and like everybody else is basically bombed out (laughs) yeah from japan huh after oh, the from Japan, Japan game. Yeah, yeah everybody J- was Japan, out. Japan, and unfortunately, as we're going to talk in a little bit, Australia. Yeah. I will have, to, I do have to say, I felt pretty good with my predictions the last episode. Yeah. And I got same. both of them wrong. Same. <laughs> my, my only saving grace is that I got the score right in the first match. It was two to one. It was just the wrong outcome yeah yeah so with that let's let's go (laughs) let's go into that first match okay so spain versus sweden we both thought sweden would take it they were gelling at the right time they were coming together at the right time spain has been very like what's the word like they felt like a flash in the pan where it was like and you know hot and and excited and ready to go and i didn't know if they had the longevity and i was wrong very very loudly wrong uh bane ended up pulling this one out two to one there were two like everything happened in the last 10 minutes of the game which 
is already stressful. Like going into the latter parts of a game, you're tied zero zero. As a fan, that's distressing. Like it is not like no, you're just stressed. Yeah. You don't you just want someone to score. You don't know what's gonna happen. Everything ramps up, you know, it, it ramps up for the players, it ramps up for the fans. It's just a lot. So Spain kicked off scoring in the 81st minute, followed up seven minutes later with a Swedish goal in the 88th minute, and then in the 90th minute. So basically <laughs> at the end of the game, like the game is I... essentially almost over. Spain scores again. And then the fourth referee is like, oh, hey, guys, eight minutes of stoppage. So have fun with that. No. Wait a minute. Boom. <laughs> Chaos. Right. <laughs> Just immediately, like, oh, great. So, Spain held on, obviously, for a very stressful eight-ish minutes. But to have three goals scored, essentially, in the last ten minutes of the game, is so much. It's just so much. Uh, It's so much. I think that, like, every Spanish fan that was in that stadium, every Swedish fan, like, heart rates were going up. Yeah, I mean, I when I was at a at a final match, and during that thing, like my my Apple Watch was like telling me, like, "Yo, calm down." <laughs> I I Get bet that breath. people's yeah, I, people's like monitors were just going crazy. It's just too much drama for you, Mama. On in with with three goals in the last ten minutes, and mm-hmm. then throwing eight minutes of stoppage. At that point, you're just like, especially with a ninety minute goal. You're just like any stoppage is too much stoppage. Like yeah. no, <laughs> and the game blow the whistle right now. Yeah, yes. yeah but oh, we do have to commend. Very... Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go. we do We're have to commend. Sp- sp- yeah, Spain on their resiliency and keeping strong with you know coming back from that tying goal. You know, you, you score, you score, and then a few minutes later they tie it up. You're at the end of the match. You're like, oh, Jesus is going to go into like into extra time. And then being able to pull yourself together and get that last goal. And it's just it's the like perfect way you want to you want to win that. Right. And it's almost yeah. like the the but what if we did I like mindset <laughs> in the sense like, OK, it's tied. Well, okay, we're probably going to end up going into stoppage, into extra time. And it's like, but what if we didn't? What if we just scored right now? Yeah. What if we did that instead? And that's exactly what Spain did. And honestly, that's just their vibe. They're just like, well, what if we just win? Okay. And it's really, really difficult for me because I have so many feelings about this match. I really was hoping Sweden would go through. Essentially, I wanted Spain to win deep down for a lot of reasons. The hard part is that I want no glory for their head coach. I want absolutely no, no or the glory federation for that man. That's supporting, or the federation. Yeah. Yeah. That's supporting yeah, the we, wrong people. Right. We talked about it a little bit. We touched on it. But it's the major talking point for everything happening with the Spanish team right now. A few months before the World Cup, half the team basically quit because of the abuses of their head coach verbal emotional like all kinds of stuff is going on within that locker room and the players are done with it and instead of the federation being like okay we got to figure this out we got to take a look at this it's well known within the soccer community that this team is very 
like essentially disrespected by their federation no matter how good they are what they win you know the showings they have they're just like kind of pushed to the side and like this is just another example of that because when all of those players quit instead of kind of looking internally and figuring out what's going on and and why and all that they basically told the players well we're not firing this coach like we're not getting rid of him you just have to deal with it and that's that's not it not when there's a global push for better player care and safety and treatment within their federations to have Spain just kind of like crap all over it was not great and it says a lot because the players eventually I think there was probably like a players only meeting for those who had walked away and been like listen we could make a run for the world cup let's just do it and they made the statement like we'll come back and play but this isn't basically this isn't over and we'll deal with the rest of this after the world cup like it's too important to us as a country and like yeah my cousins yeah are spanish and they're like i've been talking to them and they're like oh yeah it's so stupid they're i go i i have so much respect for the team i want the team to do so well but i want no credit to go to these people and they're like oh same absolutely same it's it's unfortunate that this is yeah it's unfortunate that this is the like the prevailing headline with all of this i mean the really i okay honestly the prevailing headline is spain is in the final the first time they've ever reached the final yeah and amazing give them all the flowers they have performed amazingly for this whole tournament Mm -hmm. but then there's this sub headline about all this right and then you can't help but hear the comments or see the videos of like you know the players celebrating at the end of the <laughs> matches and then the coach kind of just being all by him lonesome um, yeah i said it in know, the last the, episode it feels like when tom brady was getting left to dry trying to get a high five on the sidelines like the worst and it it's yeah. telling and it and it so and then it happened in that quarterfinal match and then it happened again in the semifinal where they just completely ignored him and yeah. i think you know i hate the fact that part of the narrative is going to be like, hey, you guys went out on this strike, essentially, yet you caved and came back. When it's, there's so many more variables, there's so many more things. Like, we're not, we're not elite players that get this one chance every four years to play. And it's not even that you're guaranteed a chance to play, it's you have to qualify to play, you know? So, There's a lot of other things that kind of go along with it that I don't really think it's fair to say, hey, you guys caved or you guys are giving up on what you need to do. I think they're showing I think they're showing out completely. They're balling out. They're showing what they can do. And then and a lot of it is kind of like, you know, screw the coach. Like he's not really doing much. And, you know, that is 100 percent. Like this team is do is winning basically like out of spite where it's like, oh, you thought that yeah. like we'll just go ahead and go win the World Cup at this point because screw you guys for not believing in us from the jump. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I really do wish the best for them. And then moving on to our second semifinal match, yes. which was Australia and England. Again, my prediction was completely wrong. Both in the score and in the winner. (laughs) Yeah. 
I did say it was going to be a higher scoring game. I think I said three to two, Tillies, but and I said I said it was going to be like close to the end. It was yeah. going to be one to nothing, but yeah, we were both. I, I think Man. everybody, everybody was Matilda. I think a lot of I've seen memes of like of like being a U.S. fan during the twenty three World Cup, which was like u.s jersey wait no scratch that out japan jersey no wait scratch that out australia jersey <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know everybody's you, a tilly it, still even i think yeah i mean the excitement like i i will say world cup is probably one of the easiest and i want to say non-judgy places to bandwagon and like jump oh, on the sure. bandwagon for a team just be like for all sure. right well my team's out so i'm going to support this other team um yeah well because so it's everybody... like you still are so invested in the tournament at this point like you've made it out of the group stages you got through 16 you got through the eight and it's like okay well all the teams i wanted who are you know who am i cheering for after this and i <laughs> yeah. think that's so valid because it's like you know like Everybody who listens to this knows I'm, like, the biggest hometown kid. I want all of my favorite teams to win all the time. But at the same time, when it comes to the World Cup, like, yes, yeah, I just want I just want it to be great. You, well, it, U.S. was first, and then they're no yeah. longer there. So then, you know what? We're going to choose another one. <laughs> yep. It's like, okay, who's left? Okay, well, Japan. I was, like, any given day, toss up Japan, Australia. And that was, yeah. those were my ride or dies the whole tournament. So I'm glad at least they went deep. That was yeah. the the important part. Yeah, but... they 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 really did, and the video from like outside the stadium and around Australia yeah. was amazing. Like I said, it's and I think everybody's just been commenting on it. It's very much the '99 vibes. The '99 are like hundred percent. They changed home team in making Australia. It, oh yeah, yeah. It's just going through as far as they did. I mean, they're still technically technically yeah, can... in the final match <laughs> they're just yeah. in the third place match <laughs> exactly but yeah it this game i don't think was the game australia wanted to play there was a last no. minute scratch their de- one of their lead defenders or center back alana kennedy was scratched like an hour before the game like she wasn't even there apparently she was really sick i don't like that's all the details that have kind of come out so far but it's very apparent like it was like a glaring absence, even yeah, though the, the player who replaced her has like the most caps or you know top three caps for Australia. Yeah. She just hadn't been playing as much. There's, you can absolutely pinpoint, yeah. unfortunately, that it was the defense in this yeah. match. Australia yeah. has been on fire from the beginning. Yeah. They've been carrying it on through, you know the 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 tournament like they just they held tight to their style of play even when they got scrambled by other teams they would reset and get back into what they what their plan was and it was a shame to see that fall apart this game and it completely fell apart like there were so many mistakes in the back and then i just kept I just kept pointing out in our like in in the kind of group thread of people watching, just kept pointing out like where where are they? They're clearing the ball into nowhere. They're clearing yeah. it out into like nobody was there. It just felt like everything fell apart. Like they weren't talking to, they weren't communicating the right way. Balls were going into areas where they expected their players to be, and yet they didn't communicate and kind of get there. 
And like we were saying, the defense completely fell apart. So, you know, Sam Kerr being this lethal weapon. We got to talk that, about that goal. We got to talk about it. Because, oh, my. Like, the pinnacle of a Sam Kerr goal occurred only, like, to equalize the game, to get Australia, basically to revitalize the country. <laughs> yes. It probably, like, like stimulated the economy and took their <laughs> stock market through the roof like honestly it was one of those goals where when you like watching that just like shot adrenaline into your veins just like yes so, i i posted up i was like i wonder you know with australia going so far in the tournament how many kids born around this time this year are going to be named matilda right also how many kids are going to be named sam yeah, <laughs> from that man that goal Samuel, that goal yeah that goal Three was generation some an amazing goal <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does have sam kerr can only do so much by yeah. herself when that defense completely fell apart and it mm-hmm. very much feels like the way messi had to play with argentina two world cups ago right. for the men's team. like he was the person that was supposed to be carrying the entire country and then the team around him kind of fell apart. And then that's why like it, it broke down so bad. So my hope is they pull an Argentina, they regroup four years from now, yeah. they go on, they build, they build a super strong team, super deep team and go on up until maybe the final and then have the U S there too. And then, <laughs> and then you know, lose to us. <laughs> yep but no genuinely like australia what a show like you had amazing goals from many different players on the team throughout the tournament they stepped up when sam was hurt and like yeah sam scored last night but or this morning whatever during the game and you know she scored and it was a hell of a goal but this team I'm so excited to see what happens after this. Like Australian soccer has changed for the better because of this tournament. I'm getting emotional again. Like it's not a, it's not a world cup episode. Look at like in the video, (laughs) I'm like all teary eyed, but no, like it's so important because like, I remember the 99ers as a kid and like all of those freaking posters and like pictures of little girls in the stands immediately crying every time. Like it's that important. Yeah, I think they're going to do a lot, and I think the sport's just going to grow in Australia. And it, I, I, mission accomplished as as far yeah. as Australia is concerned. Both Australia and New Zealand, we said that before, but yes, definitely mission accomplished. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so and apparently they're on... a great host as well. Like it just was great for everybody yeah. that has been over there. So good job, everyone. So yes, looking, looking on onto the final match, looking on, looking forward to the final matches, we have the third place match. It's going to be on Saturday, August 19th at 1 a.m. local time. And it's going to be Sweden versus Australia on all four channels, Fox, Telemundo, Universo, and Peacock. Yeah, um, what we really wanted to be the final. Yeah. We are getting this as the third place. And of course, we're still Matilda's all the way. Yeah. Sweden's the one that knocked us out, so screw them. But honestly, honestly, don't don't ask me. I got all my predictions wrong, so I don't know what's gonna happen. 
You know, I, I same. I have no idea because both of these teams, like if Alana Kennedy is healthy, like that defense is locked down. And I just, I don't know. Honestly, I would like both of them to win. Can I, can I switch mm-hmm. out some, some teams? Can I switch Sweden and England? And then we just go from there. But apparently not. So, yeah. Go tell you. Yeah. Well, we're definitely backing the Matildas here. And then after that, we've got the final match on Sunday. On Sunday, 3 a.m. local time. So super early Sunday morning. Spain versus England on Fox, Telemundo, Universo, Peacock, all the places. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. This. I feel like it's anybody's game because Spain is so electric. I will say this might be controversial to some of our listeners, but it is very funny to me to hear it be called the Colonizer Cup because uh, (laughs) it's too much. (laughs) Like, is it slightly politically incorrect? Yes. Is it historically accurate? Also, yes. So we'll see. Is it funny? Is it funny? Yes, it is. (laughs) 100%. And it'll be interesting to see the flashiness of Spain their their tricks on the ball their their footwork compared to kind of the brute force of england and their ability to push the ball forward very quickly move the ball and move up the pitch quickly so i don't know like i want like i said i want the players of spain to win everything in the world screw the federation and their coach but at the same time like for england to bring it home would be cool my cousin that I referenced earlier, her she's half Spanish, half Mexican. Her mom, like they're living, her family's living in Spain. She lives in England with her husband and kids. So she's like, I don't know what to do. And it's, <laughs> I totally it's thought you were that... going to tell your tell me your cousin was half Spanish and half English. I was no. like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, her house no, is divided. Her house is divided. Yeah, her husband is from Liverpool. She's from here, but. Her family is from southern Spain. So it's just like, what am I, what am I supposed to tell my kids? Like, what do we do? And I was like, each one of them picks a team. Like, I don't know. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I it, I think it'll be a good game, honestly. This might it, be that it, three to two scoreline. Yeah, this one's going to be a really good one. Like you were saying, it's very much the kind of the quote unquote beautiful football, the, the tiki taka, the passing, the... All of that, the speed. I will say, though, both back to the Australia-England match, we both said it at, at different times, but we were like, mm-hmm. is this game, this game on, like, fast forward? Like these, It felt so fast. It's going so fast. So if England brings that speed back against the kind of tiki-taka beautiful football that Spain has, you know, English football is very much this kind of brute force, like, like drag them down, like... Mm-hmm. Body it's them. almost clinical yeah yeah and it's still a very it's 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 its own version of beautiful football it's very mm-hmm. pre- at times can be very precise but it very much is like beat them to the ball kick it up the field see what happens <laughs> versus yeah. spain is a very much about that kind of pass it around build up the momentum find the little exactly. spots and then go through so it's two kind of differing styles for like by country and just like you were saying, my heart wants Spain for one, you know, for all the right reasons to shove it down their own federation's 
<laughs> face exactly. for the the work. But my gut says England. My gut says that they're like they're yeah. a little tighter. They're they seem yeah. like they're a little bit tighter. The and team has played together a lot. I'm not. I don't remember or I don't know the like experience level. I know the Spanish team is younger. Like there's a lot of young players, but the English team like. They just had the Euros. They're a very like established core group of players. So I'm curious how that will play between the two teams. And then I do believe, I know that this is the very first time that Spain has made it through. And I think it's also the first time that the English women have made it to the final. So this is both, we're going to be crowning a new champion. Yeah. A, you know, a, a champion that's never won before. And also a champion that has made it to the final for the very first time. So in that, I think it's just going to be a, a great match. They both have so much invested in it. Absolutely. That it, it's going to be great. And it's probably going to be worth staying up that for that 3 a.m. Or do what I did and go to sleep a little bit earlier. Set your clock open yeah. on. And set then, your alarm. I did the same thing. <laughs> and it basically, like, like my wife wanted to, I was like, oh, Australia is going to play tonight. But if they're playing at like 3 a.m., she's like, oh, man. It's like, are you going to get up? I said, yeah. Okay, try to wake me up. Just not too. Don't don't try too hard. Don't try too hard. <laughs> <laughs> like if if waking her up the first time didn't work, just leave it alone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's probably gonna happen the same way. Gonna watch the that match at three a.m. Kind of have to have. There's no way. There's no way that I can try to wake up and watch this in the morning. There's no way. There's, I I can't. I'd have to like put blinders on and not see right. anything on my watch on my phone on not all notifications no like yeah. don't read any text messages yeah same and i don't know what eva will want to do this weekend we don't have plans aside from friday night but we might stay up yeah <laughs> and for everybody else that's listening there is going to be an angel city watch party yeah. for the final match at the Monteblanc Theater in downtown? Hollywood? Downtown? Where is it? Downtown. No, Monteblanc is like at Hollywood adjacent. It's like on the way out of Hollywood, if I remember. I've been there. <laughs> I think if it's going to be on the roof, it'll be really cool. Because I went to a like a rooftop cinema club mm-hmm. showing there, and it was great. But yes, it is in Hollywood. Know. It is in Hollywood. So it's going to be free. Go check out the the Angel City website for all the watch parties. We actually have it in our link tree. We have mm-hmm. the, the watch party link there where they've been posting up and keeping up to date all the watch parties they were having. You have to register for the event. The tickets are free. So go sign up if you want to go watch it in the theater. I think it's going to be indoors in the theater, but still. That's probably smart. Being able to watch it. Being able to watch it with everybody that's going to fill up that theater at 3 a.m., it's going to be crazy. I have half a mind to maybe try to go, but then I, eh, I don't, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But if you have the means to go and you have the chance <laughs> to, by all means, go for it. So that's our show. Subscribe and follow us. All pod platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google. Just head off to the website, casualfc.com or casualfcpod.com. I bought both. They both work. Share it with <laughs> friends. Give them the little preview for the last episode. Or we also have the episode about our Angel City regular season matchup for 
Racing Louisville. We also have our social channels, Casual FC Pod, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Threads. And, you know, help us out with giving us a thumbs up, sharing the pod, leave a comment. Like Say one hi of our on posts. social media. Yeah, Say just hi. interact wherever you can. Big thank you to basically everybody who's listened, who's encouraged us being wildly insane about the World Cup, who supported us along the way. I know your wife has been the best. My <laughs> like my family, my girlfriend have been so supportive, and it's just been really, really fun. So we'll see everybody in Paris for the Olympics, right? Yo, yeah. <laughs> 2024 Paris here. We're going to be right Let's here go. doing episodes. Let's go. Imagine we record from Paris. Oh, that'd be amazing. Okay. If anybody wants to put money in a coffee cup for us to go to Paris. <laughs> yeah. Start collecting your change. Look under your couch cushions. Let us got use your like frequent flyer months. miles. Yeah. We've got like a year. We'll yeah. start planning it now. <laughs> all right. We'll see all of you back for Paris 2024 for some more international footy. And beyond yeah. that, we'll still be here doing our regular Angel City stuff. So let's keep it going. Later days. See you in the regular season. Bye. Bye.